sorry we couldn't crash more cars today. We didn't fill the quota for today for uh, Talladega and NASCAR. If we haven't crashed at least 50% of the field by the end of the race, we need to extend the race till we at least crash 50% of the cars because it's it's not fair to these fans for them to not see any more wrecks than that and more tore up cars. I mean, we, we still had over half the cars running at the end and that's uh, it shouldn't be that way. I don't think any of the wrecks were an overheating issue. That's why I say I don't, I mean, I think we ought to just tape them off solid and run them until they blow up anyway. I think it'd make it a lot more exciting for the fans. Well, Tony, you would have had your wish today. Uh, welcome to another episode of RJ's Pit Stop. What a, what, I, you know, I've had, I've had hours to think about this now, and I still don't know how to describe what we saw at Talladega today. Uh, that was absolutely everything I thought it would be and more. Um, Talladega is always chaos. Daytona and Talladega, you're always going to see a lot of tore up race cars, a lot of pissed off drivers, um, and, and a great show. And we got all of that today. Trust me. What a show. I cannot get over the racing we saw. We had over 50 lead changes. We had, we set the track record for cautions in a race at Talladega. Um, the race went well over four hours, um, and I never, we never, I never got bored watching it. It never felt like it was a long race. I've seen some people on social media talk about how, you know, this NASCAR race went over four hours. You could have fooled me. I never felt that this race was going too long. Uh, I never would have guessed that it was a four-hour race, honestly, until uh, I looked at the clock and I was like, oh, damn, wow. Um, but anyway, Denny Hamlin in victory lane again, gets his seventh win of the season. This guy just always happens to be in the right place at the right time, uh, especially at Daytona and Talladega. Uh, he's done it, you know, quite a, quite a few times in his career, uh, where he's been in the right place at the right time, but these restrictor plate tracks, Daytona and Talladega, I don't know what it is. This guy just has a knack for being up front when it matters. Denny Hamlin was just hanging out in the back all day. If you look, Denny Hamlin, I think, had the only clean car in the field because he wasn't going fast enough to wreck. Let's be real. Um, he was just hanging out in the back, just doing nothing. And then all of a sudden, it's showtime. Here comes Denny Hamlin. Um, it's annoying, honestly. I'll be honest with you. That's, that was super annoying. Uh, I really feel bad for Matt DiBenedetto. Matt DiBenedetto absolutely deserved to win that race. I was pulling for him. I was cheering for him. I was screaming at the TV for him. I really was hoping Matty D could have gotten to victory lane and gave the Wood Brothers the 100th win. It is coming. Um, and I think everybody knows that it's coming. But I do want to mention something that Matty D said after the race how this was just a very tough week for him, and that today just kind of capped it off with more heartbreak. Why was this a tough week for Matt Benedetto? Does he know something that we don't know? Did the Wood Brothers say something to him that didn't go public and not everybody knows about yet? Um, this really, really, really feels like Matt Benedetto only has five races left driving for the Wood Brothers. I do not think he's going to be back in that car next year. I think he needs to be. I think, uh, you know, Leonard, John, all the Woods, they need to get together and realize, listen, 
this is a hell of a race car driver. He's got a lot of talent. He's very likable. Uh, the fans love him. He's great. He's a great fit for the Wood Brothers. Um, the Wood Brothers are that little blue-collar team with old-school values. I understand they get their equipment from Penske, so it's not like it's some you know little team that's disadvantaged. Like no, they get Penske equipment, so they have good stuff. But just the personality of the Wood Brothers and the personality of Matt DiBenedetto really just fit. And it really works, and I really want to see them stay together for the foreseeable future. But something just tells me that that's not going to happen. I do think Austin Cendrick is going to be in that car because of politics. You know, his daddy being a big shot over at uh, Penske, Team Penske. Uh, I do think Roger will have his hand out telling telling the Wood Brothers, no, this is who you're going to put in that car. And it's a shame. That's just the world we live in for NASCAR. Uh, and it really is a shame. Uh, but, man, man, I don't know how much closer Matty D can get to winning a race without it actually happening. Uh, but it is coming. And I think everybody knows it's coming. And when it does, it is going to be amazing. Chase Elliott came real close to winning some races and couldn't break through. And then he finally did. Matt Benedetto. It's going to be even more special than that. He doesn't have a famous last name. He hasn't, you know, he wasn't given a contract with Richard at, uh, at Hendrick Motorsports when he was 16 years old. Matt DiBenedetto has worked his ass off for everything he's got. And I just, if he gets disrespected and replaced at Wood Brothers by Austin Cendrick, that's, that's a, that sucks. That is just a shame and there's no reason behind it. Um, but enough about that. Hopefully I'm wrong. Hopefully Matty D's back in that car. Um, if they would have won today at Talladega, I think that would definitely help the cause. But came up short uh, because of some of the things that happened on that last lap. Uh, especially involving the yellow line and the rules regarding that double yellow line. I'm going to get to those in a minute because changes have to be made. Um, I want to mention it was a great day for Bubba Wallace at his hometown track. He led laps. He was fast. He looked good. Um, he got caught up in a racing deal. That's it. You know, they were trying to go four wide with, what, 10 to go or whatever it was. And you just can't do that. And Bubba just got caught up in it, and it's a shame. But um, Bubba ran real good today. Uh, I can't wait to see what he does next year, driving for Michael Jordan and Denny Hamlin. Crazy racing. I mentioned I did not expect this level of excitement. Look, I knew it was going to be exciting. Talladega is always exciting. But today was just another level. Um, I feel like my blood pressure was probably through the roof. And I wasn't driving. I wasn't a crew chief, anything like that. I get into these races. When you listen to Dale Earnhardt Jr. in the booth... And he'll, he'll see things that Rick Allen, Jeff Burton, and Steve Letarte don't see. Dale Jr., you know, Rick Allen will just be talking, and Dale Jr. will just be like, oh, oh, oh. You know, he just sees things. And that's how it is watching a race with me. If you haven't watched a race with me, listen to what Dale Jr.'s like in the booth. That's what it's like watching a race with me. I'm seeing all this other stuff going on that maybe the announcers don't see. Dale Jr.'s seeing it. Uh, and so that's fun. 
that's that's great to hear Dale Jr. up there, you know, sounding like me, honestly. Um, like, oh, or that's crazy, or how did he save that? And Rick Allen's like, wait, what are you talking about? What what was it? Um, it's great. So I love Dale Jr. being in that booth. The big wrecks we had today. I want to say I was very surprised with how easy these cars were getting airborne. Whether it's Eric Almirola when he goes up into the wall, whether it's Kyle Busch when he's coming down the track, whether it's Kurt Busch when he goes up into the wall, these cars were getting some air underneath them. And I don't think NASCAR, I don't think NASCAR wanted to see that today. Uh, that is, we we cannot have another, you know, Carl Edwards situation where a car goes flying up into the catch fence. I don't think, you know, we'll see that again. Hopefully, knock on wood. But um, yeah, NASCAR's got to be concerned with how some of these cars were getting air underneath them today. I thought that was very interesting. Obviously, nothing big, nothing crazy happened as far as that's concerned, thank God. But that was interesting. There was some controversy between Clint Boyer and Jimmy Johnson and the big wreck on the front stretch. Jimmy Johnson was pissed because he felt like Clint Boyer drove through him, pushed him way too hard, um, and just didn't need to be doing that. I'm sorry, Jimmy. That's, that's how... That's Daytona and Talladega. I don't what what are we what are we talking about here? Like, how are you gonna get anywhere without pushing? You know the deal, Jimmy. You've won a ton of races everywhere. Uh you know how to get to the front at restrictor plate tracks. That's how you do it. You gotta push. Clint Boyer did absolutely nothing wrong right there. That's just one of them deals. Straight up. That's just one of them deals. Uh get over it, Jimmy. I don't I don't know. <laughs> I know you're ready for 2020 to end just like Kyle Busch and just like a lot of us, but hey, don't start don't start blaming other people for things that really wasn't their fault. Uh, it's just one of them deals. I also want to mention NBC sucks, period. The race was going to finish on NBC. It was on NBC today, on the big network, which I was happy. I was like, damn, you know... A big race like Talladega should be on the big network, NBC instead of NBCSN. I love that. I think more races need to be on NBC. However, when we're about to have another overtime, do not cut out of the race and show me the local news. I don't want to see that. Are you kidding me? NBC would not do that for any other sport. There is no way. You think they're cutting out a Sunday night football when there's five minutes left in the game because we got to get our 11 o'clock news? No. No. They would not. You think they would cut out a Notre Dame's football games so we could get some midday news on a Saturday? No, they would not. You think they're cutting out of the Stanley Cup final so we can get our 11 o'clock news? No, they are not. So why are you doing it for NASCAR? That is disrespectful. And I think NASCAR should say something. I know a lot of fans were pissed off. I think NASCAR needs to be like, listen, we are putting our product on a big network like NBC. And NBC wanted the later starting times to get the primetime slots and get more viewers. And this is what you do? You cut out of a NASCAR race when it's about to go into overtime so you can show us the news. The news. Wow, that is absolutely a slap in the face to NASCAR. That is disrespectful, and I don't want to ever see that again. That right there was bogus. That is an absolute joke. Almost as big of a joke as the yellow line rule. This is the big controversy 
coming out of today. Should NASCAR abandon the yellow line rule? Now, if you are new to NASCAR, Daytona and Talladega have a double yellow line around the bottom of the track. You are not allowed to go below that yellow line and pass someone. You are not allowed to do it. If you do it, it is a penalty. You will be black flagged. You have to come down pit road or you have to go the back or whatever. The last lap had like five different scenarios play out regarding the double yellow line. So Denny Hamlin gets forced, forced below the yellow line going into three and four passes a couple cars, and it's fine, it's no big deal, and then goes around to Benedetto, ends up winning the race. Let's start there. That's bogus. Denny Hamlin was not forced below the yellow line. He passed cars below the yellow line. He should not have won that race. Denny Hamlin should have been penalized. If you are going to follow the rules that you have put in place, Denny Hamlin should not be the winner of that race. Period. I don't care. If you don't like it, you don't like it. Screw you. I don't care. Then, we penalized the 17 car for running Denny under the yellow line. Or it wasn't even 17. Who was it? It was someone else. No one even got penalized for running Denny under the yellow line. Because Chase Elliott, after the race, it was uh, announced that Chase Elliott and Matt DiBenedetto were penalized for putting pe forcing people under the yellow line. Chase Elliott did not force anybody under the yellow line. Or, he passed below the yellow line. He was forced down there by the 17 car, Chris Buescher. So, how are you going to penalize Chase Elliott, but not Denny Hamlin? That makes no sense. And then by saying that Matt DiBenedetto forced William Byron below the yellow line? No. He was blocking. He misjudged it. Shit happens. That's a racing deal. We need to get rid of that yellow line. I love what Dale Earnhardt Jr. said after the race. He said, listen, we need to get rid of the rule because it's it's dumb anyway. But he mentioned how I guess NASCAR put this rule in place because they felt that it might limit the number of wrecks and torn up race cars. No, that's not obviously not the case because... I don't think there were two or three cars that finished that race today that didn't have a dent on them somewhere. Uh, so that double yellow line is obviously not protecting these cars and causing less wrecks because what we saw today was an absolute shit show. And that last lap where we had to figure out who was getting penalized, who wasn't getting penalized, who's going to finish where, this and that, that's stupid. Take it out of NASCAR's hands because NASCAR is not capable of making decisions sometimes. And today was one of those times. I believe they butchered that last lap. Um, it's a shame that that last lap was not shown on NBC. That's a joke, and I'm pissed about that. Uh, but all in all, amazing racing. I could not be more entertained than I was today, honestly. Next week, though... It's time to eliminate four more drivers, and they are going to the Roval at Charlotte Motor Speedway. Who's down there? Eric Almirola, Austin Dillon, Clint Boyer, and I believe Kyle Busch are the four that would get eliminated if it ended right now. 
I do actually think those are the four that are probably going to get eliminated. Uh, still watch the race, though. It's going to be fun. It's going to be cool. Clint Boyer can win that race, by the way. He's not a bad road course racer. I would really like to see Clint go out there and win the Roval next week and really just throw everybody for a loop because then I think Joey Logano could get eliminated. And boy, I think y'all know how I would feel about that. Uh, but anyway, next week, elimination race at the Roval. It's going to be crazy. Probably won't be as crazy as today at Talladega, but hey, tune in. It's going to be a fun one. I'll see y'all next week.